Oh, I usually start. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Spooky State of Mind. Spooky. I'm Jasmine. <laughs> and I'm Alex. And this is episode seven. <laughs> We've officially been doing this for a little over a month now. Very excited. Woo-hoo. Yeah, our first episode went live on September 20th. Why was I about to think in my head viral? Like, pfft, I wish. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Went viral. Remember we were talking about that. We're like, how do people get listeners? And I'm like, you have friends. You tell friends Dude, to listen. And they do. But I don't have friends. Neither do I. <laughs> like, this is not sad hour, okay? <laughs> I'm not sad about it. I am. I would love friends. You're no longer here. So that means I need to find new ones. But we're at that age where right now nobody's willing to open up their group to new friends. I feel. Even when I was out there, we didn't hang out. We were gonna. We were gonna, but then you met Gary, so that was you. You hung out with us, though, sometimes. Yeah. You had a boyfriend at the time. We could have all gone out together. Yeah, You never but wanted to. You know, our last couple years Actually, were no, very I think it was your rocky. ex-boyfriend who never... Yes. Huh? It was my ex. I say it was your... He didn't want to. Yeah, things were very rocky, so no. Yeah. I didn't want him to. He could have stayed <laughs> over there. No offense or nothing, but... Things are rocky between us. I wasn't trying to do double dates or none of that. So I know because now with like with Jazz, like your fiance, it's just like it feels like we've known him forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it feels so natural and fl- organic. Yeah, there it is. And so with organic. my ex, it's like you guys didn't know anything about him. You did. You didn't tell us anything you, about him. I mean, you knew what I told you, but you know, it didn't. Yeah, feel and like I knew this. him from high school too, but I knew very little of him in high school, even though I had a class with him and I sat like two kids over from him. He was that person. He was kind of like, you noticed him, but then when you really thought about it, you didn't know anything about him. You were like, oh. I mean, for crying out loud, it took me a year to realize he had left our school. (laughs) No offense (laughs) or anything, but because of that, I reached out to him and then I crushed on him and then we went out for like six years and the rest is no more history, but you know, it's over now. (laughs) It's ancient history. It's ancient history. Yep. Yeah. Why the hell are we talking about my ex? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If he ever hears this one day, oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Are you really, though? I just don't want him to think I still think about him. (laughs) But I'm the one who brought him up. Very true. (laughs) And it's not that you were thinking about him. It's just he was there. Yeah. And we didn't hang out as couples because of him. Very true. Very true. So, yeah. It's just. So, now. It's relevant to the story. Yeah. So, now I would like to have new friends. But I also like, of course, couple friends, but I want to have girlfriends who I can like wake up and go to brunch with them or if we just go to freaking Target or, you know, things like that. But I guess like a like a friend that's like a sister, you know, because those are things I would do with my sister, but she gets on my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, not me sounding all desperate. Send us an email if you want to be my friend. I'm just kidding. (laughs) See, I'm okay with like friends over the internet, if that makes sense. Like I'm on the app peanut and i've talked to like a few people on there and it's basically it's kind of like tinder but for moms ah okay you know it's pretty isolating being a mom you know they always say it's like oh you lose a bunch of friends you know when you get pregnant and you have kids personally i didn't i feel very fortunate to have the friend group that i did that everyone was so excited for me to be pregnant everyone loves my kid everyone's so excited that i'm having two under two and if they're not excited they told me they were (laughs) like me i'm just kidding (laughs) Yeah, I'm really fortunate that I didn't lose any friends. 
I don't think they were all really excited. I feel like when you're younger, because we're not old, you know, when you're younger, it's easier for you to just to make friends. And you don't really think about if there's like a formula to it, because now that I am older, I I really do wonder, like, how the hell do people make friends? Like, what is that formula? Then it's simple. It's just you just have to do things. You have to do activities and you find people with common interests. Like if you go to the mm-hmm. coffee shop every single week and there's people who go at the same time as you every single week, eventually one day you might start to talk to them and then a friendship was born, you know, and I'm just like, Huh, never thought about that when I was a kid. So I probably should do something like that. Well, I guess there was this one time, like when I was in, I mean, I was a lot younger. I was in high school. I go to the grocery store with my mom all the time. And there was this guy who worked there in the produce. And I just always talked to him. And he was really nice. And I'm like, oh, maybe we could have been friends. But like, I don't know. He always talked to me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Always really nice. Yeah. I'm like, is that how it happens? Yeah, it just happens. I don't know. It's like, but it's like, are you really friends? Or just like, it's like, oh, I just, you're the grocery store person friend. I know your name because you have a name tag. You don't know my name. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. We were talking about that with my coworkers. One of them was like, oh, I don't really go out. I'm like, what do you mean? Yes, you do. Every weekend, like you have something to do. That's awesome. You know, her and her husband don't have children. So they do a lot of things. I mean, not that that matters, but anyways. And I was like, yeah, like I was telling them, I know that you're not meant to have people in your life and people from high school and things like that. But for me, I feel like my head was just kind of like in the clouds in my relationship. And I didn't really like set relationships with these people who I who I had considered like good friends of mine that I see now. And I'm just like, oh, like I wish I had done something to maintain the friendship. Like you look like so much fun and you look like you're having a blast. And I can definitely like you do things that I enjoy. And they're like, you know, you could still try to reach out. And I'm like, how do you even do that? Especially if they have kids. I was going to say, well, actually, this girl that I was friends with in elementary and middle school, and then we went to high school, we just kind of went our separate ways, but nothing bad. Mm-hmm. It's just we just kind of, you know, did our own thing. Yeah. And she's married and has a kid. And, you know, we've followed each other on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think she tried to reach out to me when she first like made a social media account or like started following me. But it's I don't know. I was like so scared to be like, oh, my God, like I haven't talked to her in years. And I'm so scared. But I reached out because I know that she like cloth diapers uh-huh. and I had some questions on it or we would like each other's story about like our kids and stuff like that. So and now I like to think that we're friends. Yeah. If you're listening to this. I think you're a friend and I hope that's not creepy or <laughs> No, and they were like, you know, if you have people, like if you see people who have children and I know it's intimidating because you're like, well, they have kids and you don't and there's no common interest because that has happened to me a lot where I get pushed out because I don't have children. Like in, at work spaces, everybody talks about their kid and then I'm just like, well, I want to say a story and I do and it's like crickets because it's not a story about like the kid that I don't have. So I was like, that's the intimidating thing. And they were like, you know, you can always like cook them some food and take it. And I was like, I never thought about that. And they were, and then one of them was like, that's what I do when that when my friends have had kids I make them like a casserole and I take it because they don't have time to cook and they don't have time to that and you know then I was just like that is so smart I never thought about that so yeah I'm just like get ideas you know you kind of do your own thing and then you realize I you know me I'm a social butterfly so that's why I'm like yeah this is so crazy that I don't have people to like go out and do activities with I would like to so hopefully one day <laughs> and if it doesn't happen then that's okay my fiance is my best friend and that's 
fine with me. Yeah, I was watching this TikTok and it was this girl talking about her husband had a doctor's appointment. The doctor was asking him questions and the wife is telling the story based on what her husband told her. And the doctor's like, oh, so what do you like to do on the weekends? Oh, you know, I like to hang out with my wife and kids, you know? Okay, that's awesome. But what do you like to do? I like to hang out with my family. Okay. And then she started asking a lot of questions, like, a lot, like you know, more questions. And everything revolved around his wife and kids. Yeah. And the doctor was ultimately like, well, maybe you should like reevaluate your relationship because your wife is like controlling you. Oh, hell no. Um, I was like, my world revolves around my husband and my kid. And now like this other one, you know, this other one I'm growing inside me. His world revolves around me and all this stuff. And it's like, what? He's he's not just my husband. He's my best friend. Yeah, seriously, dude. Like, that's why there's all those jokes about it's like, oh, my God, you can't tell anyone. I won't accept my husband. Uh, Yeah, seriously. Because I've already told him. And like, you know, I tell Jazz, like, go hang out with your friends. And I love that he has... He has amazing friends in his life. And I don't ever have to worry about one day getting a phone call from the police station because his friends convinced him to do something stupid. Thank God. Did you hear that? (laughs) No. Like a tapping noise? Yeah. Yes. That was on my window outside. Hold on. Any trees or branches? No. Oh, yeah. That sounded like a firework. Yeah, that one I did because I know what to listen for now. But I'm just like, whoa. I'm so desensitized. I was desensitized. And now I'm just like... What is that? <laughs> you know, we grew up listening to fireworks, yeah, gunshots, noise, music, you know, um, gunshots, po- police sirens, you know, ambulances. Yep. Now I'm just like, it's so quiet. So now I hear something and I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like I live out in the fucking country. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's funny. But yeah, I, I love that he has his friends. Like right now, I was like, I'm recording tonight. I need you to entertain yourself some way, somehow. So call up the guys and you go over there. So he let, he did. He went and I was, and it makes me happy to know that he can do that. And he tells me too, but I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I have Ale, I have your sister. Like, Ale's gone. And I have Becky and Yvette. And that's pretty much the only friends that I have, I think. Hey, those are the friends that I have. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm like, it's okay. You would love his sister. She's amazing. But yes. Anyways, that's our little talk about friendships. I promise I'm not desperate. Maybe maybe just a little. Oh, yeah, but I'm on peanut. Uh Uh-huh. Friends. Because I can communicate with people over the internet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like it puts you in groups. So you can, like, match with people in your area. Yeah. I haven't met up with anyone. I have a bunch of messages. I've ghosted people. They've ghosted me. It's just just like Tinder, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it happens. But I, I don't take any offense to it because honestly, it's like we all have kids. What the hell did you expect in a freaking group to make friends with other parents? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I totally expected it. And I'm just like, cool. But the cool thing is that they put you in groups based on like your kids and like where you are in life. So I have I'm in a group for October like 2021 babies. Oh, so all of cool. our kids are around the same, same age. age. And then I'm in another group for, you know, I'm due in January 2023. Nice. And then you can join these other groups too. Like there's tons of groups on there that you can join. And that's where I, you know, I comment, I like things and people comment on my things and just a lot of interaction going on there. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I have gamer friends. That's okay with me. Yeah. I have gamer friends. If it weren't for the internet, I wouldn't be married with the kid. Very true. Mm-hmm. Neither would I. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when people are like, how did you guys meet? I'm like, oh, you know, the good old fashioned way, Tinder. <laughs> and they're yeah, like, I'm, oh that's God. That's how Gary and I met. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the rest is history. Do you want that to be our intro and we don't talk about our week? Oh yeah. Th- nothing happened in my week, by the way. Oh. 
literally nothing happened in my week. It was really nice. I mean, I had a bunch of technical difficulties editing the episode and recording it. Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, like it was a pretty standard week. Wake up, take care of the kid, go to bed. My week was almost going to be exciting. And then it was disappointing. We were almost going to get a, a, a dog and then we didn't. So I'm still sad about it, but the circumstances are understandable. We were going to get an English bulldog, but I mean, in the future, maybe I'm still you know, keeping my head up about that. It'll happen when it happens. If it happens. Everybody always says that pets choose you. So we will see. If nobody ever chooses me, then then that's going to be another it's thing like to add on the list to cry about. Pikachu. <laughs> Well, it's like my dogs. I didn't. Gary and I, when we got married, we wanted dogs. Mm-hmm. And there's actually this really cute video of me with my nephew. And I was like, when Nina and the Gary get married, or like, do you want us to have a baby? And he's like, no, puppies. And I was like, oh, you want us to have a puppy? And he's like, two puppies. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was funny because we got two dogs before we even had a kid. That's perfect. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. Oh, but really quick. So we have in our closet, I actually took a video of this. In yeah, in our closet in our bedroom, we have an automatic light. It used to have one of those like pull chain light mm-hmm. things. Um, but I broke it. Huh. Gary replaced it and he just made it into a, an automatic light. And last night it kept turning on. My dogs weren't inside. My dogs were not inside our room. Did you record They'd it? Sleep in. Not last night, no. But I was finishing up researching for this episode and I was just in I was in bed. I usually in the office, but I was in bed this time. I had the light off and then the closet light kept turning on and then off and then on and then off. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm going to start recording, you know? And I start recording and within 30 seconds, it turns on and then it stays on for about a minute and a half because that's, it's on a timer. If you're not continuously moving, it's a minute and a half and then it'll turn off. Then it just, for the next... I don't know, like seven or eight minutes. Nothing. It doesn't turn on anymore. And I'm like, hello? You little shy ghosty? Ghosty, you a little shy now? And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, it's just turning on and off. There's no air vent in that closet. There's no dogs walking in and out. I was in my bed. So it's a really blurry video, but I'll just post it or probably like a time lapse. On our page. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Spritzing my room. I spritz you and you passed out. Have you seen that Christmas movie? No. I think it's like a Hallmark movie and it's called The 12 Days of Christmas or something like that. It's like a lady who keeps her going over on the same day until she gets it right. And she's supposed to go on a blind date, but she ditches him to go for her ex. But then her ex is going to get engaged. And it's a whole bunch of things. The moment that she wakes up every single day is the moment when she's at the mall. And a lady like, I don't fucking know why this lady puts perfume like directly in her face. And she passes (laughs) out. So then when she wakes up, it's always her on the floor. And the lady's like, I spritzy and you passed out. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. It's like that movie, um, Happy Death Day. Did we watch that together? I don't remember. I don't think so. I know. I watched it in theaters and I didn't watch it with you. Oh, we did go to a movie together, but I don't remember. We went one. to a lot of movies together. It was right before Gary and I started dating. And I remember because he told me that he went to go, he watched that movie with someone else. How dare he not wait for future you? I know exactly. How dare he date other people? (laughs) Gare, talking shit on you. Oh, I think we sure did. Yeah, I think we did to get, like, we watched it together. I remember this 
stupid baby face. Oh, I love you. Yeah, the baby mask. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm pretty did. sure I didn't like go on some random date. Like, no. I have a picture that of that day. What did we do that day? After that, we went to Native Sun. We always went to Native Sun. I know. So that's what I'm telling you. After the movie, we went to Native Sun. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I think that's about it for our, or for my updates at least for the week. And there were no updates. We just went on a tangent about friends. I have none. Just disappointments. Oh, that's okay. We'll put in a sad violin sound effect. <laughs> okay. All right. But this week we are jumping back to urban legends. And last time we did this, we did Mexico. This time around, we're doing the Philippines. So I think it's my, yes, it's my turn to go first. So this one was really, I have a lot of the research on this one. So grab a snack. That's okay. Cause usually I'm the one that talks a lot. Yeah. So grab a snack. Mine's going to be long. If you don't like the sound of my voice, sorry. It's okay. So mine, I guess it essentially dates back to, oh my gosh. Yep. And then I remember that outfit. I wore that outfit all the time. Oh, oh, I do remember that night. Oh, I had a sour. Yeah. That beer was so good. And then together on Snapchat. Yep. I'm like, I have those pictures on Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She's showing me pictures from when we went to go watch Happy Death Day. Yeah. I had to pull them up real quick. I had to pull up the receipts. Maybe I'll, um, maybe we'll post those. True. Ghosts from the past. True. We look so young and sprightly. I know. You had your braces. I did have my braces. Everybody used to call me cute. You were cute with braces. Oh, you were so cute. I was so youngy, like my dad says. <laughs> oh. Alrighty. Anyways, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Carry on. No, it's okay. It was nice. Um, trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. All right. So mine dates back to the 16th century, but it actually dates back further. But... Mine is folklore and it dates back to the 16th century because that is when Spanish colonizers wrote it down. So it was, yeah, the first written accounts of it. It is Oswangs. I think I'm saying that right. So Spanish colonizers noted that Oswangs were amongst the most feared mythical creatures throughout Filipino history. They are the subject of so many stories, myths, tales, art, films and so many other mediums and medias that were widespread throughout the country. So an Oswang is basically really evil and there is no known motive for its behavior or actions other than simply wanting to inflict harm. Their behavior is often seen as a direct inversion of traditional Filipino values. So Oswang is actually an umbrella term for many different evil shape-shifting creatures in Filipino folklore and oftentimes can be referred to by different names such as Tick-Tick, Wok-Wok, and Sok-Sok. Probably saying all of those wrong. Sorry. Yeah, they're usually always women and have parallels in Western folklore and mythologies, including vampires, ghouls, witches, viscera suckers viscera suckers and were beasts and there's a lot of folklore naturally there's going to be a lot of variation amongst different villages and communities but often she is a being of enormous power who can transform into anything or anyone and her favorite prey are children pregnant people and sick people so like I'm fucked if I go to the Philippines right now. Yeah. Yeah. So her favorite prey are very vulnerable groups. Even though she's said to be super strong. Makes you wonder if she's overcompensating for anything. <laughs> just saying. She's just lazy. <laughs> Laziness <laughs> can make you not do a lot. 
Oh my god, but I don't want to like anger her, you know? Oh, I don't want to anger them. I'm sorry, I swung. Sorry. <laughs> Once her victim is overpowered, which shouldn't be hard, too hard. Fuck! Oh my god, I'm making her angrier just by when I'm writing. <laughs> Once her victim is overpowered, she'll take sticks, talaheeb grass, banana stalks, and transforms these into her victims. So she kind of just makes like a doppelganger and sends it to their home where they will quickly die so that she can eat her victim in peace. All right, then. She doesn't like to be bothered while she's eating. She's like Joey. Joey doesn't share food. Exactly. (laughs) During the day, she doesn't have her superhuman strength, but she will have bloodshot eyes because she's up all night hunting because she believes that's when God is sleeping. And so remember that whole God is sleeping thing because, you know, she's trying to avoid God. I do come back to that way later. All right. So I did mention that there's a few different categories and I just really quickly wanted to, you know, go over the categories. And I feel like in different minisodes or something, I could probably talk about like individual ones, which I think would be kind of cool because there's just so much information and so many personal stories and accounts on this. And it was, I was going down a rabbit hole. So the first one is a vampire. She will disguise herself as a beautiful woman. And similar to the vampires we're familiar with, she will feast on human blood. Throughout my story, I will be referring to the Oswang as a she because typically it is a woman. So I'm just gonna be assuming and saying she. However, instead of sucking blood through, you know, the vampire teeth, you know, the canines that we're familiar with, she has a proboscis-like tongue. They don't live in tombs or coffins. They sometimes live in forests far away from humans, or they can infiltrate human society by marrying into it. If they do this, they will slowly drain their husbands of their blood or leave at night to raid other villages so that they don't draw attention to themselves. They're not to be reckoned with. No, absolutely not. In one of the readings that I found in Filipino culture, I don't know if this is still true now or if this was just back in the day. If you think you see or caught an Oswang, you kill it on sight. No questions asked, no hesitation, because they are just so terrifying. So how many times did people kill somebody and go, she was an Oswang, she was an Oswang. I had to kill yeah. her. Good excuse. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> So you don't leave your house at night. If you're a woman, don't leave your house at night or else you're going to be killed. Wow. It's like a witch hunt. Yeah. Speaking of witches, so the witch Aswang listened to my last episode and know that I ain't playing when it comes to karma because these creatures are very vindictive and will place curses on anyone who might have crossed them and often will make things come out of the cursed person's orifices, such as rice, bones, insects, and other things. Whoa. Like, can you just imagine rice falling out of your ears? Is it cooked rice or raw or like dry rice? That's like a taunt. They want you to believe it's like maggots, but it's like, ha, it's just rice. Just kidding. Here come the bugs. Like, damn. It's like starts as rice and then you're like, oh, a little sticky. And then you're like, oh, motherfucking shit. Fuck, damn. So then their eyes are, their eyes reflection is the inverted image and their, their irises are elongated and they do typically live in the outskirts of towns and villages. And these witches are highly feared, hated, and avoided. And like I said, if an Aswang witch is caught, they are killed immediately without question or hesitation. Like I was saying, this doesn't sit right with me because it reminds me of countless witch hunts around the world throughout history. Mm-hmm. And in the case of witches, they can become Aswang if they possess certain qualities and their witch powers will drastically increase. 
Oh, wow. And I'm mentioning this because I'm sure there are still many practicing witches in Filipino communities, just as there are plenty of witches, curanderas, and many things along those lines in Mexican communities. And a lot of times they're feared. They're feared, gossiped about, avoided, and often blamed when things go awry in their surrounding areas. Of course. Yeah, so something goes wrong, kill the witch. (laughs) The ghoul Aswang are typically humanoid in appearance, but they try to remain hidden. They eat human corpses, so I guess that's good. You know, they're already dead. No, less waste in the world. Not saying that a corpse is waste, but personally, I don't want to be taking up space when I'm gone. Just compost me. (laughs) You're like, just bring an Aswang. She could have me. (laughs) Just bring a ghoul Oswong. Just compost me. I already told Gary when I'm gone, just literally compost me into dirt or donate my body to science. I don't know. I've said it before. I'm gone. Yeah. My spirit will be leaving my physical body. And it'll be back in the next life. (laughs) It'll be back. I'll still be floating around. If I go before Gary, I'm definitely hanging around because I'm making sure that he does not remarry. (laughs) I already told him that's not an option. Damn. It's not till death do us part. It is forever and ever. Like for as long as my soul lives. Yeah. That's going to live forever. I'm just saying. But damn y'all jealousy issues even in the afterlife. (laughs) You know, we were talking that we're both very codependent on each other. Yeah. We're very codependent. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, the ghoul Aswang They have sharp teeth and nails that aid in tearing through corpses. Unlike the vampire Oswangs, they will typically be chilling near cemeteries and graves so they can easily exhume freshly buried bodies. Because they eat corpses, they smell, um, how do I put this? Ripe? Fresh meat? (laughs) Yeah, they don't smell very good. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely don't have a pleasant odor. But I think the ghoul Oswangs are probably the least scary of them all yeah because if you're alive you're fine they're like i'm not gonna you just bring them to me and i will do the rest yeah i ain't struggling (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so then fuck am i saying this word wrong viscera 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 like visceral or viscera 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 Ooh. so viscera is The internal organs in the main cavities of the body, especially in those in the abdomen. Oh, like when someone's eviscerated. Oh. Yeah. You never watched American Horror Story Roanoke, did you? No. Oh, there's a scene where someone's being eviscerated and he's just like, pull. They're just like pulling out the intestines. It's really gruesome. Oof. Anyways, the viscera sucker is also known as the mananangal. And it's super creepy. Her diet consists of internal organs and the phlegmatic discharge of the sick. It eats similarly to the vampire Aswang through its tongue, but this one isn't pointy. It's just kind of flat. During the day, the Mananangal takes the shape of a beautiful, fair-skinned, long-haired woman. But at night, it grows wings and leaves the bottom half of its body behind as it flies away. I'm going to stay away from this crazy lady because she likes pregnant people because it likes to feast on the fetus growing inside oh wow she's like all the nutrients (laughs) yeah so keep me young forever yeah she's like mother gothel no thank you and they do tend to live in villages so if you're pregnant 
and are going to the Philippines, maybe try to stay in a metropolitan area. Good advice. And then, so then there are the were beasts, or specifically the were dogs. I think it's pronounced Maximo Ramos, who authored Filipino folklore books, gave this term as a sort of umbrella term for were creatures in general in the Philippines, especially since there's no native wolf population there. Dog was the next appropriate term. So is that like our version of a werewolf, but they say were dog, were cat, were whatever? Yes. Oh, got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in places like Russia, there are were bears. India, where like, tigers. Where bears? Bear over there. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so these were dogs transform at night, usually around midnight, and will infiltrate villages. They will oftentimes be dogs, but they can transform, like you said, into cats. Pigs and other animals are also possible. Were dogs will eat people, and of course, their favorite snack is pregnant people on the side of the road. Again, I will be staying away from these. No, thank you. It's because they get a two for one special. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, these will not infiltrate communities through marriage like the other Oswangs but rather as peddlers and laborers. So again, just don't be nice to strangers, maybe. Oh, jeez. I feel like this can cause more issues too, because oftentimes if someone is a peddler or working hard labor, they're often not seen as, you know, high on social status. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this could further perpetuate and marginalize some groups. So when I say don't be nice, I mean, don't be nice to anyone. Not the president, not nobody. Just be an asshole. Plain and simple. Be an asshole who re- who resonates. Don't fucking come near me, energy, because I'm not about to fuck around and find out. So just just don't be nice to anyone. Got it. Just be an asshole. Maybe this is why I don't have friends. Let's add to the shitty world and be assholes. <laughs> I'm a contributing citizen. <laughs> well, you know, I just don't even talk to people, so... Yeah. It's okay. You got to be firm because you're you are nice. If somebody comes up to you, you know, but you're smart. So the moment that you're like, okay, the moment that you realize you need to say no, you will say no. So that's kind of what what we mean. Like, it's okay to be nice to strangers. You go to the store and all. If a worker is bugging you, then you got to know when to say like, no, I'm out. I will almost always be nice to store employees. Mm-hmm. Because I know how hard it is to work retail. Mm-hmm. Customer service in general. That's why working retail is so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Because the damn customers drain you. Because mm-hmm. they are actual assholes sometimes. Yeah. <sighs> just, just saying. I'm getting like flashbacks. <laughs> She's already getting worked up. Let's continue with the story. <laughs> Shall we? But yeah, be nice to people. Just like be, but I don't know. Just I feel like I have a don't fuck with me attitude. Yeah. Like will not come up and talk to you me. You have to have a and balance. And I don't want them to. I find myself like my face. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I constantly have my eyebrows up because I feel like that makes me look more friendly because when I don't, I look mean. And there's nothing wrong with looking mean. I stopped caring. But I stopped caring once I got pregnant and people started reaching for my belly. Oh, I'm no. Like, I don't fucking fuck know no. you. I constantly have my eyebrows up just so, pe- you know, if anybody needs to ever ask me a question, I do look a little bit more approachable. And I smile at people if we make eye contact and stuff. But if somebody, like, comes up to me and then all of a sudden they're going to try to, like, talk to me about their MLM, then, I- then I'll then i just, my eyebrows drop and I'm like, 
no, thank you. I don't have time for this. And I turn right around and I leave. Like, no. You just <laughs> went from friendly high eyebrows to uh, uh, my eyebrows just fell. They're not coming back up. Leave me alone. I'm out of here. You have 10 seconds before I start to be mean. And then we're really going to have a problem. <laughs> So I'm more like you get a couple chances. You know, it was a few weeks ago. Someone came to my door. They were canvassing for, because you know, midterms are coming up. Or I guess probably already be passed when we post this episode. What are we on? November? No, we'll post it on election day. Yeah. And someone came. They were canvassing for politician that I do not agree with. I will not say names because I'm not getting political. But the lady, she's like, hey, I just wanted to hand this to you. Wanted to know if we could count on your support. And I looked at her and I was like, no. Absolutely not. And she was like this really, she seemed like a really nice old lady, but I straight up looked at her and I was like, no, sorry. And she's like, her shoulders immediately dropped. You could tell that she had been rejected constantly. At that point, I think I would have been like, this isn't your first rejection, is it? And then just close the door. (laughs) No, and she was like, oh, well, I hope you're informed about both sides. Like I am. I am because when I moved, I informed myself and I did a lot of research. and, And she was just like, Oh, that's a cute baby. I was holding my kid. She was really, she was really nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you. Have a good day. Because I was like, man. Yeah. See, and you were nice, but you knew that your bound, what, not boundary, like you knew when to say no. You know, some people might sit there and hear her out and then take the flyer and you just wasted 15 minutes because you couldn't tell her no. Leave. And I wasn't going to entertain the idea. I'm yeah. busy. I have stuff to do. Oh, yeah. I don't want her wasting her time mm-hmm. because that's not going to get us anywhere. You're not going to change my vote. Yeah. 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 So there's, you just got to know not to let people walk all over you and say no. There is nothing wrong with saying no. No, period. That is a full sentence. Exactly what I was going to say. Anyways, I had mentioned that the witches, the reflection in their eyes is inverted. And that's one of the ways you can ID an Oswang. But for me, that may be a little too close for comfort. So there is another way you can ID them. So you can carry this specially concocted oil that has been curated by an albulario. Albulario? I can't say that. How is it spelled? It's a Filipino witch doctor. So I am... I'm assuming it's the equivalent of a curandero. So yeah, so it is specially concocted oil that has been curated by Filipino witch doctor. So what this oil does, it will begin to boil when the Aswang is nearby. The only downside I see is if many Aswangs linger in the forest or remote areas, I feel like they 100% have the advantage. They can see you before you can see them. Yes, you'll see the oil start to boil, but how do you know which direction the Aswang is looking? Oh, hell no. Also, will it spontaneously start boiling or will it like, you know, start to simmer and then a gentle boil and then a roaring boil as you get closer? Kind of like the hot and cold game. True. Like as soon as it starts boiling, does that, yeah, does that mean you're getting closer or does that mean that's it? Get the hell out of there. Yeah. Or like, will it start simmering or will it start like the bubbles at first bottom? I don't know. Another way to know if one is nearby is if you hear a tick, tick, tick noise coming from the darkness. If you hear this noise, the Aswang is hunting and ready to eat. The softer the noise, the closer it is to you. What? Creepy as fuck. Ah, that's so creepy. 
I was gonna say softer, like sounding further away, like a Wendigo. Oh, you're not supposed to say their freaking name. That's not even what it is. I'm sorry, I freaking was thinking about that earlier. Mm, Walker, you know, everybody knows. Those you're not yeah. supposed to say. But you're not supposed to say either of those names. Yeah. So that one, they like scream or they, whatever noise they make, if it sounds far, that means they're actually close. And if it sounds close, that means they're far. Probably similar. But it's also terrifying because going back to that, they can see you, but you can't see them. It's, they can also be so thin that they can hide behind bamboo posts without being spotted. Oh, hell no. So you literally don't know where they are. Oh, hell no. So it's, where is it coming from? I don't know. I know it's close, but where is it? I don't fucking know. I'm in the jungle. I'll find out eventually. <laughs> I mean, you've seen those videos, right? Or those pictures of predators. Yeah. Hiding, like stalking their prey. You can't see them. So absolutely terrifying. But oftentimes they'll usually land on their victim's roof and wait for the right time to stretch their long tongues and be able to feast on their victims. And this is when it's common for them to prey on pregnant people in many parts of rural Philippines. This is an explanation for miscarriages and stillbirths. Anything to deal with like miscarriages, infant loss, infertility, anything like that. It is absolutely horrible and heartbreaking. And so they are assigning this grief to this creature. So fuck her. Fuck the Aswangs. So can anyone become an Aswang, you might ask. So with the, with the witch Aswang, you have to have previously been a witch and have certain characteristics, but that's not the case for all Aswangs. It is believed that if an Aswang holds their mouth close to someone else's mouth, the other person can inherit their powers and become one. So that's sort of like the mythology on how you can become an Aswang, but how did their tale actually come to fruition? Colonizers. Of course. Of course. Yep. Colonizers be colonizing to convert locals to Catholicism. For this to make sense, we have to understand a few things about pre-colonial Philippines. So the Malay people began migrating to the Philippines in the 13th century. And with that came their own oral traditions and histories. In Malaysian folklore, there is a Penangal, which is a beautiful woman who obtained her beauty through black magic. She was a midwife who made a deal with a demon in order to gain beauty and supernatural powers. In return, she had to go 40 days without eating meat. Of course, the pact was broken and she was cursed to become a blood-sucking demon who would now be known as the Penangal. Okay, so we now know the Malaysian folklore that was brought over when people were migrating. In pre-colonial Philippines, the female leader of a community was called a Babaylan and she played a very important role in healing the sick and communicating with spirits. Okay, so fast forward to the Spaniards' arrival. What happens next? Propaganda begins in order to convert the native peoples to Catholicism. The Babaylan were now attached to evil doings. Aswangs were quickly associated with women. During this time, many women led political upheavals in Capiz, directly challenging the Spanish government. But Spanish authorities accused them of being Aswangs. And when something is so feared and deeply ingrained in the community, authorities were going to do everything in their power to exploit that. So I think it's really interesting that in the story of the Penangal, she had to go without meat for 40 days. I didn't look into that too much, but maybe I'll do it for a mini-sode because there's just, there's so much to unpack. But I wonder if that was a detail that was added by the Spanish as kind of like making her more evil because, you know, Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and 
Lent. So, you know, they tell people they'll turn into blood sucking demons if they don't follow mm-hmm. Lent. I don't know. I might be making some zealots angry, but like, why are you listening to a paranormal podcast? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And I also thought it was interesting that she was a midwife and then she was a blood sucking demon. So then that's probably why the folklore came to be that Aswangs like pregnant Mm -hmm. people. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't the only time the fear of the Aswangs were exploited. During World War II, Air Force Brigadier General Edward G. Lansdale firmly believed in psychological warfare and used the fear of the Aswangs to his benefit. In the 1950s, he served as the CIA's chief operative in a counterinsurgency campaign. What he basically did was planted stories in nearby towns of where the hooks were, hucks, Hooks, not too sure. The stories were basically saying that there were Aswangs nearby. After a few days, these stories made it up to their camp. Soon enough, a squad was set up nearby and ambushed some of the patrollers, but only picked up the last man in the lineup, punctured his neck vampire style, hung him by his heels to drain him of his blood and put him back on the trail for the rest of his comrades to find him. When daylight broke, the entire squadron moved out of the vicinity and the strong believers left altogether, just dwindling their numbers. Even pretty recently, people are still terrified of the Aswangs. Yeah, they're scary. I found this article with a firsthand account of what it was like growing up in the Philippines with Aswang folklore being super prevalent. And so this person was born in Panay Island and in a nearby town. It is said to have been a haven for witches, and there has actually been research conducted as to why there is such a prevalence of Aswang folklore in this region. The Aswang folklore in Kapis is super interesting, heartbreaking, and that is where they are said to have like originated, or I guess like their nesting grounds. When this person was a child, they were afraid to even pass this man's house because they thought he was an Aswang because he contorted his body and experienced spasms and was really scary, especially for a child. Yeah. However, they later realized that their neighbors suffered from a disease known to the lo- locals as lubag, which means twisted. However, the aforementioned research suggests that it was likely a neurological disorder known as dystonia Parkinsonism or dystonia de Panay which is pretty rare and found only in Panay, with a large percentage of people exhibiting the disease near Capis. So this is due to a mutation, and that mutation was found mostly in males, was traced back as far as 2,000 years, but mysteriously disappeared or just significantly decreased in the early 1950s. And that just had me thinking, like, how did something that, yes, it was rare to begin with, but was pretty prevalent in these communities, how did it just go Like, I feel like there was either something paranormal happening, like they really were Oswangs and they got better at hiding, or some sketchy scientific research that led to an eradication of peoples afflicted with the disease. I don't know about you, but I'd rather go with the first because the latter is just absolutely horrendous to think about (laughs) yeah seriously probably more likely but it's just no thank you heartbreaking i don't accept (laughs) no thank you right the disease is still in the area but much less prevalent than before 
And like I said, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Unfortunately, people and families who are afflicted are still often shunned and have no support. And the disease is very debilitating. And many have completed suicide due to the negative stigma associated with it and the burden that they have to carry and the burden that it places on their family. So Aswang's pretty scary. Like, how do you protect yourself? So one. Don't be nice to anyone. Duh. Just don't do it. But some keep Boontot Pagi, which is a stingray's tail, and that's said to dispel them. So I actually have two stingray barbs. Not the whole tail or anything, just, just their stingers. And I wonder if that's good enough. Gary's or your own? They're mine. Oh. But Gary gave them to me. Oh, see? Yeah. I knew it had to be tied to <laughs> Gary somehow. <laughs> so Gary went fishing one time and he cleaned them off and... Yeah, they're really cool. I don't know if we were just dating or engaged, but yeah, I've had them for a really long time now. Just as a disclaimer, I am totally okay with hunting and fishing to essentially fill the freezer or to utilize the animals as nourishment. I think that's okay and definitely believe in utilizing every part of the animal. Yep, I can agree with that. Actually, Gary has this friend who he says makes the best stingray. I've never had stingray, but he says that stingray is one of those things that's like hit or miss and it's usually a miss. Oh. And he said his friend like knows how to make it really well. Really? I've had iguana. It's pretty delicious. Oh, I've never had iguana. It's good. It's funny because like we were talking about that when he was, when he gave me the like the stingray barbs and then we were watching Survivor and you know, they'll eat any fish that they catch. And he's like, oh man, that's rough. And I was like, why? And he's like, oh, because I know what that tastes like and that's not good. Yeesh. Or it's really hard to get it good. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if that'll protect me from the Oswangs. If not, there are some other things you can do. Salt, garlic, and ginger are supposed to be really good at warding off Oswangs. Everyone should have salt, garlic, and ginger in their house, mm-hmm. in your pantry, rice cabinet. They're very prevalent spices in Filipino cuisine. You can also place religious things on your windows, such as holy water, crucifix. There are also amulets you can use. And there's this huge article dedicated to how to protect yourself even more. So if you're planning a trip to the Philippines, I highly suggest you taking a glance at the list and I will leave it in the show notes. I mean, there's like 20 plus things you can do. Yeah. To, you know, to protect yourself. Yeah, that's just kind of a quick overview on Oswangs. I couldn't go too deep into it because then we'd be here forever. It's just there's so much. Yeah, we've been recording for 70 minutes. Yeah, I feel like I want to do a few minisodes on these because like they're just so good. Yeah, why not? I actually added one to the to our theme. It's I actually I made it a minisode. Was that it for you? Yeah. Oh, I felt like you ended so abruptly. But no, you said you want to. Oh, sorry. You were saying you want to make separate episodes. Yeah, so I just gave a quick overview because there was just, there was too much. That was quick. I tried going fast because I was like, oh damn, it's late. Yeah. So like she said, Aswang is an umbrella term. It pretty much covers all of the above of paranormal creatures or, you know. And amongst all those Aswangs out in the Philippines, we have Maria Labo. So Maria Labo is from a province in the Philippines, of course, called Capiz. So she had an ordinary life, you know, she grew up there, had a family and everything. She got married and had two children. Her husband was a police officer and her, she actually wanted to try to help provide a better life for her family, for her husband and kids. And times were tough at the moment. So 
she went to Canada, from the Philippines to Canada, to look for work. And there she ended up becoming a caregiver to an old man. So this old man, he was very kind to her. Despite the language barrier there, she didn't, they didn't understand each other. He was, you know, very kind to her. They say he was sick or something wasn't right with him. So one day she goes over to him and he's breathing super heavily. He calls her over and he gives her a black stone and tells her to eat it. So she looks at the stone and she goes, what the heck is this? And he's just telling her, just eat it. She wants to listen to her employer. She eats the stone. I don't really know. It said stone on the story, but I don't know if it meant like stone like a rock or stone as in some kind of maybe meat or I, I don't know. It just said a black stone. I don't know how meat can be a stone, but I just thought maybe that would be a, a general term that they used. So she ate it. So as soon as she ate it, or not as, like, soon after she ate it, the old man dies. So now we have Maria with no employment. She, her employer, her boss died. Like, what's she gonna do now? So she ends up actually going back to the Philippines. So once there, she starts to feel kind of sick. And she's hungry all the time. Were you gonna say something? No, I was looking up um, liver to see what liver looks like. I was like, that's kind of what I thought too, but. Well, because like, Aswang's like liver. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they like liver and hearts. Yeah. So she she, she notices that she's feeling kind of ill and she's hungry all the time. Despite having eaten a full meal, she can't get rid of that. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. And her husband's noticing too. He notices this behavior. She stays up all night during the day. She's looking all tired. She'll sleep when she can during the day, but she's up all night. So he starts to get concerned, but... After a few days, she goes back to normal and he's like, okay, well, that was that. But, you know, it's the calm before the storm. So one day he comes home from work and he finds her in the kitchen. She's cooking up a meal and everything. She gives him a plate and he, you know, gets his plate. He takes a mouthful. He's chewing and he asks like, hey, where are the kids? They have two kids, you know. And he goes, where are the kids? And she goes over there and she points to the kitchen and he's like, what? So he gets up and he goes to the kitchen. He's looking around and he looks at the food and he opens, like, he looked in the fridge or something because I guess he had a bad feeling. And he finds one of his kids' heads in the fridge. She had killed their children, chopped them up, and cooked them in the meal. And when he looks at Maria, she's, like, smiling at him, like, this cynical smile, like, just looking ugly and he realizes that the food that he had eaten was his kid or his kids and he had just taken a mouthful. So he was Mm -mm. disgusted. He was, I mean, that was horrendous, you know? And so he grabs a label, which is a knife, and he slashes her across the face with it. And so she ends up leaving. Because of the slash to her face, she gets a scar that will always be there. She leaves the whole town. She's like, I'm out of here because I've been I've been discovered. So the whole time that she's feeling hungry, she's hungry for human flesh. And she can't really understand it. And finally, one day, which is that particular day, she kind of gave in to that... What do you call it? Um, Temptation? Yeah, temptation. At that point, she accepted that she was an Oswang now. Something with when she ate that stone, it changed something in her. And she accepted who she was now. And so that's why she ended up killing her children and eating them and feeding her husband. And I don't know if maybe that was meant to change him. Or she was just crazy and was like, you're going to have some too because I am. So she ends up leaving and she goes to another part of the Philippines. 
And from there on, people just will always talk about Maria Labo. After, you know, he cut her in the face, that's when they adopted that name for her. And that's how she became known. So they say that she just wanders around to different towns, especially during festivals or parties or anything, any event like that. And she'll be disguised as a beautiful young woman to try to seduce young men and she'll eat them. She'll also go other places and disguise herself as an old woman to try to get people to help her cross the street, bring her groceries, take her wherever, and she'll eat them. In that area, that's... You know, people are very careful, like, don't help anybody. Be careful if a woman comes up to you, like, it could be Maria Labo. You never know. She's going to eat you. That's that with her. So there's a few other versions of this story. Some people tell the story that she actually went to the UK and her employer was a vampire. And so he was feeding her, like, liver, heart, parts like that. And it was, like, half-cooked. Like it was still raw and she would eat it and it would start to make her feel sick. So then that's, I guess that is what turned her. And then when she went to the Philippines, other people say that it's possible that that employer who was a vampire killed her and her ghost went back to the Philippines not realizing what had happened. But I don't really know if the ghost one made sense to me because if she's killing and eating people, you don't really do that if you're a ghost. So I don't know what the outcome of the story is when they tell that version. I, I couldn't find it. That was just kind of like, I saw it like as I was trying to make it, give a twist. Maybe, maybe. And, a, and this literally happened in like, well, that's what I read. That's what I saw. Apparently this was like in the 80s. So this wasn't too long oh, ago that all this happened. Yeah. Super yeah, recent. very recent. So she changed and so she's still wandering the Philippines, disguising herself. She's got scar on her face. Like that's kind of what gives her away. And people are always have to be careful to make sure that they don't encounter her, you know, so that she doesn't kill them. Will she have a scar on her face when she's like in her shape-shifting Probably. Form? Like a beautiful Probably woman? Probably not. I don't think so. So basically, don't help beautiful women and don't help old yeah. ladies either? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> I know. My that story works. was very short. There wasn't a lot to say about that, which worked out because yours was so much longer. I was going to say, I'm like, it just worked out and it was we're in yeah. sync. Yes. That's one thing Jazz said. He was like, you guys piggyback off each other so well. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. Like, oh. I would hope after, how long have we been friends? 11, 12 years? 12, I think. 11, 12? 11, yeah. 12 years. Something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. 2011. Yeah. Summer of 2011. That's when we started being friends. Yeah. That's when we started yeah. talking. I wasn't scared of you anymore. <laughs> and you grew on me. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> like a pimple. <laughs> you just try to get rid of me. You know, you just keep going, going, going. And then you're eventually left with a little scar that's there forever. Yeah, so. Much. Sorry. But yeah, that's the story of Maria Labo. If you guys go out there, just be careful. Don't, men, don't be dumb. Young men, don't let her seduce you because you. Or old men too. Oh no, you said young, young men. Yeah. yeah, then you're going to be a real snack. Huh. <laughs> but don't help old ladies either. Don't help them with their groceries. Or if you do, just carry some salt with you. Carry oil with you. You'll know it's her if your oil starts to bubble up. See, oh, look yeah. at that. Oh, I guess that's when the oil's good, when you're not in the forest. Yeah, when you're out and about and they're disguised, these things will help protect you. Oh, that's good. See, I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking of, like, scary. Like, when once they're, like, 
So we never, we don't really tell each other what we're going to talk about. We'll kind of like mention it just to make sure we both don't cover the same thing. When these things happen, they're always like, it's always by chance that you talked about Aswang and you went first. And then mine was the story of an Aswang. It was so perfect. Well, I don't know if you have anything more to say about that. No, not too much. But yeah, like last week, how you were talking about, like you ended your story with like essay of kids. And I was like, well, my dude fucking kill yeah. kids. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Just, we just piggyback on each other. Yes, we do. Oh, or the prisons. How? Al Capone. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything more that we need to say? I don't think Mine so. Mine was short and sweet. I covered all the basics You're and my sweet. story just came into play. But I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. We'll probably have mini-sodes with so many different stories of this because it's just, I only covered the basics because there was just mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. on there um if you guys have any comments feedback any stories you would like to tell that we can tell our listeners feel free to send us an email at spooky state of mind at gmail.com leave an instagram comment do what you gotta do yeah all right awesome tune in next week for another episode um we hope to see you there stay spooky stay spooky bye